Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever it might be. I'm so happy to be on the show. I've got a great show for you today, and I want to say hello to Robin, who is on. She did get in touch with me saying that she loved last week's show, that she thought it was one of us you know, the more powerful ones. Everyone is going to have their own opinion, their own ideas. Different things are going to touch different people. And that's what's so great about this information or any information we can get out there, guys, is that different things will touch us and resonate with us and will open us up, get us interested, inspire us, support us, you know, anything and everything good. So, Maybe some people didn't like last week's show, but Robin loved it. So that's what I'm trying to say, that there is not one right way to feel about a show. And maybe a lot of people loved it, but the the element that Robin loved is different than the element that somebody else loved. In any case, I really appreciate hearing back from you. I'm glad that it is speaking to people uh, in some way. And again, Robin, thank you for your feedback as always. Hugely thank you. Okay, um, now uh, I'm going, I've decided I'm going to do the session from now on in order. I did go a little bit out of order when I first started the series in his own words. I started with Mario's two, the second one he came in with. I did a little bit from his first and then mostly the second because the second was so relevant to the whole political thing, the uh, you know, the election and everything here in the state. So I did it out of order and I, and I did Paul before the second Mario, before the, anyway, I did anyway, two Marius and then Paul or part, I can't remember, but anyway, I went a little bit out of order, but this time I've decided I'm going to be going straight through in the order that they come through. And the reason I'm doing this is I've really read quite a few last this past week to try to get a sense of, you know, how to approach it and everything. And I, I saw that often they'll say in the body of what they're saying, well, you heard what so-and-so said about such-and-such. And so instead of explaining such-and-such, they're referring back to information that then feeds into what they're giving. So I've decided I'm going to go in order. So this week, it's, it's Sadakis or Apostle Paul the second one that he's come through. And next week, I believe it's going to be Sadakis again. And after that, it is Mary, the uh, mother of Jesus. And I don't know who goes after that. I think more Paul. Paul came in a lot. He really, I think, at the Paul level, not at the Sadakis level, but at the Paul level, I think he really wants to help all of us understand what went on, understand the challenges we have today as a result of that, but also, like today, he's going to be talking a lot about the evolutionary thrust, and it is intense information. What he's here, you're going to love it. 
Um, next week, I know he gives us some help. He kind of explains things here. And next week, he brings in a, I believe it's next week, he brings in a really good technique or a tool that we can use. And I remember when we got this information, I used that tool quite a bit. And then I used it again a decade or so later because it came up for some reason. And I was like, well, I forgot. That's such a great energy to work with. So anyway, we will have a lot coming up. And I am going to go in order. I'm also going to continue the, you know, read a section. And then if I feel there's some explanation or some review that needs to happen, I'll put that in in my own words. Then I'll go back to the reading section. And to make this a little bit easier, I'm just going to say the name. Of course, you have to understand it's always Joan. For example, when I say Sadakis, it's Joan reflecting Sadakis, but also she sometimes comes in and makes her own comments. I've cut a couple of them out, but not all of them, because I think she's saying what we all feel. So <laughs> she does anyway, but sometimes the comments are, you know, they're not worthy of the extra time it takes. So, I mean, they're just silly or something. So anyway, but the other thing is that today's trans transcription, the one I'm doing today, I made more than my normal edits. I just want to let you know, keeping very transparent here. The transcription was kind of garbly, and I'm not sure whether it was Joan pulling in the information garbled, although I really tend to doubt it. Uh, I feel that I can't remember. I had so many people, just nope, not professionals, because I couldn't afford the professionals, but friends that just wanted to, or, or workers that just wanted to earn a little extra money transcribing it and sometimes the transcriptions are, are better than others a lot of this language is very new and i had a couple people who didn't even speak english as a as a first uh, language english was their second language so it can be garbled just from the transcriber so i um, i heard the original i've heard the tape I transcribed the tape. Many of these tapes, I don't think I did them this late, though. This was in um, March of 87. The early couple, first couple of years I was in John's class, I transcribed all the tapes. This one, I'm sure I didn't, so I had somebody else transcribing it. Now, I transcribed it on typewriter, onto paper. The people that I work, that work for me put them either from paper or from the tape right on the computer because it made it much more usable. Anyway... I did want to let you know that I had to make some edits so that it is clear and it's still heavy. It's still a lot of meat in here. And I think you're going to understand the concepts, but it's still 90 to 95% in his own words, Sadaka. But I did want to be clear that in order to make it understandable, uh, you know, in a situation on the radio where nobody can raise their hand and say, I don't understand that. I upfront, and trying to make it as understandable as possible. Okay, so. Oh, also I am Joan, this is Joan again, bringing in her own amalgamation statement. And so I will be reading that for sure. Oh, and I started to say, when I change from one voice to another, I'm gonna say Sadakas, and then I'll just read him, or I'll say Janet, if I'm coming in with my whatever explanation I feel is necessary. And Please understand, within the Sadakis, it's Joan reflecting him or going into frequency. 
and pulling in the information from him. And she also will, during that time, it'll be in her own voice. And I think I might say Joan, Joan talking or something, but I think you understand. I'm just going to keep it simple by saying Joan or Zadakis or Janet, and then you'll know whose words they are. Okay. So I want everyone to quiet their minds and take a deep breath, and we're going to do the amalgamation first. Joan always did the amalgamation first before she gave out any information. I did it in reverse, um, and there you go. But in any case, her, her amalgamation statements are so powerful, so I'm thrilled to have this opportunity to share them with you. And uh, they take us right where we need to go. Okay. All right. Let's take a few moments to become quiet while remaining consciously alert. Remember, when we are conscious, we are in the now if we remain conscious of the now. So I would like each of you to focus your attention on being quietly but very consciously alert in the now of this moment. Do not move forward into the future or backward into the past. Stay in the moment of the now. And in this state of conscious, conscious quiet, let us focus our attention on the light within us. As you all know, the light within is only symbolic of your pure soul essence. And contained within the center of this symbolic light, we carry our highest, most purest, most perfect point of power. Continue to focus consciously on the now and experience your pure soul essence as you allow it to grow until you stand within the center of the power. Within the center, each of us is connected to the totality of all that exists in all levels, all dimensions. And in this centeredness, we are moving, experiencing, evolving, moment to moment to moment. Now let each of us thought project while we're centered within this pure soul essence into the originating source of all energy with the understanding that we are home. At the pure soul essence level, we are plugged back into the originating source energy and we are experiencing all expression and evolvement. I now ask that each of us amalgamate with the totality of our higher selves, and I further invite the amalgamation of any higher selves from any realm or direction that care to join with us in our session today. And I ask that each of us be open to the highest level of information, that each of us understand it, articulate it, and manifest it in accordance with the divine will within each of us, the divine plan within each of us. And I ask that this manifestation be out of higher heart consciousness energy. Now let us focus our attention on the symbolic circle of light centered here in this room. And let let us begin to focus our attention on the energy we call the higher heart consciousness. Allow that energy to build within your heart center. Higher heart consciousness, an energy that is very real. An energy that contains within it respect for all life unity and harmony of mind, soul, and spirit, and the highest level of divine divine love that is reachable here in this fourth dimensional realm. With the energy of your your higher heart consciousness, you can pour out compassionate love into situations and conditions where disharmony exists. And in the outpouring of the energy, you can assist in lifting 
shifting those situations and conditions into higher harmony. It's very powerful energy. It is an energy that is needed and necessary by the human community. And by reaching that energy within their own beingness, by pulling in that that energy within their own beingness, they are able then to move forward toward transformation in their own right. So let us begin to outpour this energy that we call higher heart consciousness. Let us send it into the healing circle to touch all of those who've been placed within the healing circle from the moment in time we established it. Let us outpour it to reach all of those known and unknown who come forward responding at the soul level when the healing circle is activated. Let us flow the energy carried by Marias, higher heart consciousness, higher heart consciousness through the healing circle and outward across this planet, infusing it into the force field of energy around the planet. Now let us flow this upward and into the astral. There are many fifth dimensionals in true soul essence form who work within the astral of the human community. Let us send it to them, this higher heart consciousness energy, and let us infuse it in that astral band and anchor it to grow consistently larger and larger from this moment forward. Now let us further flow this out into the totality of the human kingdom universe to all souls at all levels within the human kingdom and within the three lower kingdoms. And let us ask that this energy be maintained and sustained in a consistent outpouring from this moment forward and for all future time. Let it be tended by the higher selves. Let it be allowed to grow and expand and let it reach all who desire at any level to partake of it. In working individually on your own or collectively in this group or in other groups, you can greatly assist the evolutionary furtherance of this particular planet by assisting in bringing these energies to the souls upon the planet. You will recall that Marius made a special request of this group specifically as it pertained to this planet, so that the force fields of energy around the planet could be maintained at a higher level of heart consciousness, so that we are once more reminded that we can assist, we can make a difference. And when we consciously sit down to do the work, we bring more power into that that we're working on. Sadakis. All right now, Paul comes forward again tonight as Sadakis. Hello, Sadakis. How are you? He says very well. He wishes to express his appreciation for our allowing him to come through last week. And I would say, Sadakis, we're glad that you worked with us last week. He's coming in on the fifth dimensional frequency, frequency, but there's a quote-unquote Paul mode here that I think there's still some energy that goes back to that other lifetime that's kind of well... You intimidate me as much as I do you, so that ought to be a good balance. Okay, Paul? Okay, we got that out of the way. Janet, for those of you that haven't heard Joan reflect Paul, hadn't heard Joan reflect Paul for the first time, they'd been together during that infusion of the Christ concept, and it had a serious disagreement as to how the concept should be carried out. So when Sadakis is in the Paul mode, some of that old conflict, those old mixed feelings they had for one another from back in that time come up for both of them. Sadakis, 
Again, he refers to the problems that occurred on the planet at the time Marias and the others were involved in carrying out the higher heart consciousness evolutionary concept. He again indicates it was an evolutionary age that was running totally out of control. The mentality of the souls in place at that point in time were not at the level of mentality that could fully grasp and understand the purity of the message. And as a result of that, much of the information as it played itself out in later days as sacred scriptures got lost in translation, so to speak. So that, again, he wants to address the idea of evolutionary frequency because it is such an important part of the work that the fifth dimension dimensionals incarnate in facade form do and will do. He feels that any light that can be shed on this will be extremely helpful for each of us individually and for all of us collectively. He reminds us again that the evolutionary movement is running today at a much higher rate of speed than it was at the time Marius and others were in place. And he wants to clarify within our own minds what it what that it is important that we think not only in terms of evolution as related to this planet in the new age concept, but to also look at the totality of the evolutionary frequency within its own right, which is nourished and nurtured and experienced and continues to grow out of the originating source as all of the souls and all of the levels continue to experience and grow and expand, imprinting and replenishing that originating source. So the evolutionary movement that Paul addresses is being addressed out of that particular frame of reference, the totality of the movement in its collective pattern in all dimensions, this dimension we're in, all of the outer dimensional frames, and all of the levels within each of these frames. Joan said, this is Joan, boy, when you put it that way, it can make your head swim. So that. So at this point in time, the evolutionary movement has increased to a very high degree. And in the next 2,000 years of evolutionary movement, in its totality, we will see an increase by about 100,000 years. Okay. Last week, remember, he said that in the last 2,000 years on the planet, the evolutionary level, the movement itself, and the evolutionary energy had increased the equivalent of 10,000 years. So in the next 2,000 years, we're going to be looking at the equivalent of 100,000 years as the evolutionary movements increase in ever-increasing momentum. Now, he specifically wants to address this planet, planet Earth, in conjunction with this overall frequency, for it will greatly affect all of us who are in the process of pioneering the evolutionary new age on the planet. And it will additionally affect all of us as it pertains to the giant step forward that the evolutionary totality in all of its dimensional patterns will be making in the next 2,000-year period. Janet. Okay, basically, he will be talking about the evolutionary frequency increases that are happening on two levels. One level is the increase in our planet itself as the planet processes the next evolutionary age, the new age that it is moving into. 
that this is a new evolutionary concept. And whenever there's a new evolutionary concept being infused upon any planet, the planet itself has increased its frequency in order to um, move into and accept and and bring the infusion of that that evolutionary concept in. So the the one level is he's going to be talking about the the increase of frequency on our planet simply because we're moving into a new age and there's quite an increase of frequency simply because of that. But the second level he's talking about is the increase in evolutionary frequency that's happening throughout the universe because the originating source itself is gearing up to make that evolutionary jump and is taking all souls with it. Okay, so there's two levels here. So, Doc, 2,000 years ago, the planet was vibrating at the evolutionary rate of speed that brought about the opportunity for the higher heart consciousness concept to be brought forth. The planet could be said to have been running on its own evolutionary frame of reference at that time. So the planet was in fairly stable condition. As far as the energies and the vibration of the movement were concerned, the increasing momentum that has built on the last 2,000-year period where the totality of the evolutionary movement is concerned, puts the planet that we're on at this point in time into what could be viewed as a double whammy. Meaning that the planet itself is moving toward an evolutionary increase in frequency as it pertains to the New Age concept, which in itself is a very high frequency. But additionally, the planet is being processed at a very high intensity where this overall evolutionary threat momentum is concerned so that you might look at it like a planet has evolved 10,000 years ahead of the many souls that are on the planet. Joan, this is a little hard to understand, so you slow up, please, and clarify a bit. Sadakis, okay. What he's saying is that the planet having its own evolutionary pattern is revving up speed for the evolutionary new age. But in addition to that is the planet's response to the momentum of the evolutionary movement in the the totality. Because the planet is an evolutionary entity within its own right, just as every other soul is an evolutionary entity within its own right. The planet is connected to the originating source of energy in 100% capacity, which means that the planet is running 10,000 years ahead in the evolutionary momentum at this point in time. And the souls on the planet are running way behind that, depending on their varying degrees of soul development. So that it puts people on this planet at this point in time in a state of I don't really know how to describe this. It's like we're running as hard and as fast as we can, faster than the speed of light, but we're standing still running in slow motion. So the running at the speed of light is symbolic of our attempt to catch up with the evolutionary momentum. And in the density of the soul-mind body, it's as if we're running in place in this slow motion mode. Janet. Okay, I still think I need to clarify a little. Okay, the souls that have incarnated on the planet at this point in time are souls that are ready, more or less, to move into and with the evolutionary level of 
the new age. The the new concept is this new age concept is one that souls who have moved far enough ahead or into their human consciousness conscious awareness they're here they're ready to take part and ready to move into this new age and continue their momentum and their own evolution if there was no evolutionary thrust going on in the totality of the universe the soul would be on track with the planet's movement into the higher new age frequency however because of the evolutionary thrust, the evolutionary frequency on the planet and everywhere is now the equivalent of 10,000 years ahead, even though it's only been done in 2,000 years. So what Paul is saying is that we're all running as fast as we can to call, catch up with the ever-increasing frequencies while we're experiencing it like running in place of slow motion. And this reminded me of a nightmare or two I've had about being late for something, and I just can't seem to run or to run fast enough. And this nightmare, whether it's a nightmare or a daymare, I don't think it's all that uncommon. This is why, at least in part, we feel this way. At the inner levels, we feel we are late, delayed, we need to catch up, we need to hurry up. Okay, this is part of that, our running to try to keep up, trying to meet up, trying to get to the 10,000 year ahead frequency. Okay, so Doc, he said it was a difficult time for them 2,000 years ago and that it is difficult for us here now, but from a different direction and for different reasons. 2,000 years ago, when the mission of that higher heart consciousness was aborted, when it was not carried out based on that abortion, the energy of the infusion of the higher heart consciousness was not infused properly. If it had been properly carried out, it would have brought a high degree of conscious energy into the fabric of the planet itself, and the souls on the planet would have had a tendency to awaken more quickly as to what the mission truly was. Instead, you got those scrambled infusions, uh, infusions of energy that dealt with death and martyrdom and things of this sort. Janet, please go back and listen to some of the earlier in his own words uh, shows because this is explained there. He does not repeat and explain it here. Sadaka. So that the highly evolved fifth dimensional then were not awakened to the degree that they would have been awakened had the mission been permitted to be properly carried out instead of aborting the mission. So that the awakening process was one that was placed in a state of stagnation, simplistically speaking. There's probably more to it than that, but the point is not to dwell there, he says. He wants to get back to here because this is the important part of it. He wants us to understand that everybody has problems in the density of the flesh and the density of the facade soul mind. And depending on how energies are vibrating and being effused at any point in time on any planet affects how much assistance, assistance a soul receives in going through that awakening. So in this reality, this evolutionary process moving at a rate of speed that is beyond our rate of speed at this point in time, the step up of the frequency of the body changes, the soul mind detox, and the energy fields themselves are undergoing a high acceleration, a high intensity, so that many people will go through a lot of weird things in the body and in the soul mind. 
in this running to catch up with the evolutionary momentum, it places the general intense vibration around everyone, particularly the fifth dimensionals incarnate who are pioneering for the process. For they have to run harder and faster if they're going to be a pioneer. So that there is a general overhaul from time to time, almost a deadening kind of fatigue that many individuals will undergo. This is symbolically speaking because of this consistent, constant movement in an attempt to catch up with the momentum of the evolutionary vibration. It also places many individuals in a place of feeling very lethargic and very apathetic. And in many instances, is that they're literally in a state of stun within their own minds. Again, this apathetic, lethargic thing is based on the symbolism of being in slow motion, standing in place. So it's really like we're standing here in this moment and almost like we have leg irons holding us still. Because this moment is where we are in our reality. And yet at the unconscious level, at that pure soul essence and true soul essence level, we are being pulled along this evolutionary momentum line of energy faster than we can assimilate it at many points in time. This also causes fatigue, causes the sense of being apathetic, held in place, as if the brain is on stun. Additionally, it does create what many would view in their own minds as a loss of memory. And Paul likens it again to the symbol, symbolic but very real movement that we're in, this moving faster than the speed of light. So we're here in this moment with a thought, and we're moving faster and faster and faster beyond the thought, and yet we're still here in this reality with the knowledge that the thought was there, but we cannot find it. We cannot remember it. Additionally, he indicates that this momentum pattern is going to consistently increase and there will be a gradual step up in the energies that we will be able to harness through the soul mind. Joan, he says gradual, but it feels like it's not very gradual. And he says that because we're in this double reality kind of thing we're in. It's like we're living in the now of this moment, but it is the future now that we are in. And we've not yet connected this now and that future now because we have not reached the point of being able to process the evolutionary movement in its, at, its fullest, at its fullest. So that the difficulty we have in awakening is a difficulty in assimilating the awakening. Their difficulty 2,000 years ago in a their difficulty in awakening 2,000 years ago was having no major thrust energy there to assist in their awakening. So that was their difficulty. Our difficulty is in understanding it and processing it and assimilating it so that we can learn to live in all of these nows collectively. Janet. Okay. I got this huge aha moment when I read this. Keep in mind, I heard it originally. Keep in mind, I read it maybe eight or ten years ago again. Um, but when I was reading this in order to prep for these radio shows, I got a huge ha moment, and this was what it was. I see now that the forever now moment that I've been given by the higher selves and used for a year or two as having a significance beyond 
what I thought, what I had thought was that it was opening up my healing sessions to expand them past, not just one incident, one situation, one life or five lives, but to bring in the totality of our past, present and future nows into the healing to be able to access all levels, access all levels, uh, make it all available for the healing itself, allowing it to go as deep as the soul will allow it. Now, however, is very interesting. Now, however, the higher selves have indicated that it is also a useful tool for us to practice being in the nows collectively to help us assimilate the awakening. At the fifth dimensional level, they can be in all nows all at once. They're at the divine level, and they're running at such a high rate of speed or high rate of frequency that the fifth dimensionals and above can be in all of the nows simultaneously, collectively. We, in the density of the body, we're not there yet, but this is where we're going to go. And apparently, the forever now moment that I got from the higher self, I don't remember, a year or two ago, and that I used consistently in healing after healing for a long time, is also not only able to expand the healings but to it, it's to enable us to acclimate to being in the collective now very interesting guys how exactly that all works i don't know because i haven't gone in and got any more information once they gave that to me i just thought well i'm going to do it in the healing today we're going to bring ourselves in the forever now moment to see if we can experience being in the past present and future now simultaneously in any case, this is a really good example of how the meaning of symbols can expand and how important it is not to lock down on one meaning because there is expansion in every symbol. And I've talked to you about this concept before, individually in healings, and I hope I've done it on the radio, I don't know, that we don't want to lock down on a meaning because the meaning can shift and change and grow and expand. And if we lock it down, we're shutting out the expansion. So Joan taught us all the way back when, and we all took it to heart, at least I did. And so I was able now to get this additional expansion to this forever now moment. So we're going to use it, guys. So we'll see if we can experience collective nows. I mean, it's sort of bending my mind in weird sort of ways just to think that eventually we're going to be able to do that. But we are. Okay. So, Doc. Additionally, he reminds us that in the sleeping and waking state, there's a lot of dimensionalizing that is being done. Unplugging part of that fifth dimensional essence we carry and moving out into other realities and other dimensions in order to act as processor of higher information from that evolutionary momentum pattern. Which, again, because this is not the only, because this is the only physical vehicle, our body that we own in this reality, and because this physical vehicle has not yet reached a state of body consciousness to be able to handle all of these various types of energies that we're involved in, it can cause us again to go through p tremendous periods of fatigue. This dimensionalizing many times causes not only 
causes also the loss of memory, but even more than that, a sense of being separated in a state of unreality. And he also wishes us to know that all of us that carry the true soul essence, dimensional nature, are aware of this difficulty at that fifth dimensional nature level, and we're aware of the direction that difficulty comes from, and that he, Sadakas, Marias, and more are willing and want to help in any way possible to assist us in getting through these, he says, what we would call difficult times. Janet, by dimensionalizing, Paul means that our true soul essence level, at our true soul essence level, the fifth dimensional part of us unplugs or aspects out and helps humanities in many other ways, even though we're still here in this body with our facade soul mind. And it means that we have more to process through the facade soul mind, and it gives us a sense of separation and unreality. We're not processing this activity at the conscious level. At least many of us are not. So we're trying to assimilate and acclimate to those additional elements of our existence. We got a lot going on, guys. We got a lot going on. This is not easy. But as a group, we're going to continue to support one another, continue to move through it together. um, We can. All right. So, Doc. So Paul's advice to us is to remain as focused as possible on the ideas and concepts that are presented from the various fifth and sixth dimensionals in areas that deal with how to understand the process we're undergoing at this point in time. He indicates we should hold our consciousness, hold in our consciousness, this concept of the next 2,000-year period within the evolutionary movement making a thrust forward of 100,000 years. We often view many times the chaos in the world. And with that, we often view that there is hope it's going to soon be over. Yet it's not. It's going to increase and intensify. But what will happen is that we will acclimate individually to the degree we can handle it, even though the intensity is greatly amplified and the momentum is tremendously expanded. As we acclimate, we are processing the energy As we become more and more overtly awakened, we will be able to handle this energy in a manner that is more in keeping with the fifth dimensional frequency than with the fourth. This means the body itself is greatly activated in the transformational process because the evolutionary movement in its totality has expanded and will continue to grow and expand. The body, soul, mind of the facade fourth becoming more specialized as energies continue to pull us along this evolutionary movement. He indicates that it's difficult in this semi-awakened state that each of you have to be able to fully understand the totality of the full awakening, awakening and that in this semi-awakened state, it's easy for each of us to view what is ever is happening at any point in time from our own individual viewpoint. And he says... I ought to know that one from his misinterpretations 2,000 years ago. But the understanding of the difficulty is there. Janet. Okay, Paul is referring that last couple sentences to his part in the infusion of the higher heart consciousness concept on the planet 2,000 years ago. 
he explained it all when Joe reflected, reflected him the first time he came through. And this is on the archive, of, of course, my website and HigherSelfVoice.com. And I do encourage everyone to listen and re-listen. But he's, he's saying, he's, he's alluding to the fact that he pulled the information in through his facade mind, soul mind, and he misinterpreted it. And so he, in those prior, that prior um, time that he came through, um, he explains all of that. I would encourage you to go back and listen to Paul's first thing. It's really interesting. Sadaka, our difficulty lies in trying to understand the fourth dimensional, in fourth dimensional terms, what is not understandable in fourth, okay. Our difficulty lies in trying to understand in fourth dimensional terms what must be understood from the fifth dimensional true soul essence. It will make the process easier for us if we become more aware of the uselessness of attempting to define and describe fifth dimensional qualities through fourth dimensional eyes. This does not mean that fourth dimensional patterns are useless. It simply means that we're standing in a place at this point in time with one point in the fourth dimensional world, one foot in the fourth dimensional world, and one foot in the fifth dimensional world. And we have not yet learned at the fourth dimensional level to balance with this fifth dimensional frequency. So that as this momentum continues to grow and build and expand, and we continue to process it and ultimately acclimate it acclimate to it, we will come to fifth dimensional terms in each of our own fourth dimensional identity, and we'll be able to see beyond this veil within this reality. And he says that means every single person in this room and many other people not in this room is an awakening that is not dependent on an evolutionary age as it was 2,000 years ago. It is an awakening that is based on the evolutionary momentum in its totality, and it encompasses every soul on every level in all the dimensions. So the difficulty lies in understanding the awakening and in attempting to define the undefinable through the fourth dimensional eyes and with fourth dimensional words. It's important to continue in the centeredness of who you are of who you know yourself to be, to relax and not worry that you're going to be the only one left that is not fully awake. Each soul processes as an individual, and each of you as an individual will awaken, fully conscious, fully knowing, fully powerful, fully acclimated. Janet, yippee, I'm looking forward to that, guys. (laughs) Sadaka encourages us Sadakis encourages us to continue to work with a higher heart consciousness energy, to continue to maintain our own sense of higher selfness. He looks around and comments that the lesser lights are already setting the stages of some of their battle fronts. Again, the lesser lights choose their place so that they can see how far they go, can go. It's only in the fourth dimensional terms that impatience and frustration and anxiety presents themselves. So that you must always remember that your fifth dimensional is wearing the mask of the fourth dimensional. It is the mask that is being removed by this acceleration of the evolutionary momentum. 
you stand on the bridge of the brand new energy that lifts and moves and expresses through everyone. You will be a pioneer. You will pioneer that on that, this planet. Okay, that ends Paul's discussion. Um, I do want to say very briefly here that by cooperating with this awakening process, it is going to be easier for us and we're going to accelerate our own acclimation. By cooperation, you've heard me say this before, we need to be the, do the neutralizing, we need to do the healing, we need to work on ourselves, and we will help ourselves to remove the fourth dimensional mask, we will help our bodies to heal, we will help ourselves uh, clear the energetic baggage we all carry, that tunnel vision that we all look through. So I encourage each and every one of you to really cooperate with this awakening. It's going to happen anyway. It's clear. I don't know about all of you, but don't we all want it to have happened last week, yesterday? (laughs) Already it's happened. That's because in, in so many of us, we just really... We feel the struggle, and we just want it to be over. We want to have it done. We want to get to the place where we are knowing and and awakened. And we will get there and the faster. We'll get there faster if we cooperate. And it's why I put out the challenge for you a, a couple of weeks ago to, instead of just doing the neutralizing here and there for a few minutes, I stress that because... I didn't want people to feel the burden of neutralizing, the burden of having to put aside an hour every day or whatever to do the work because anything we do is better than nothing. And we can do a lot in a short amount of time. But two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I challenged everyone to spend a little more time, 20 minutes, a half an hour. If you can do it once a day, that was my challenge to try to do it once a day. And, of course, whenever I challenge you guys, I have to do it. And I told you that I, it was amazing. By a week and a half, I think it was, uh, I had completely healed my arms, uh, something that I had experienced eight or ten years ago. And it took me months of constant massage, deep tissue massage therapy, and working and neutralizing and everything. But it took me only a week and a half, and I went and only had one massage. So it was so powerful. It it, it was unbelievable. And um, I have continued. But I want to tell you a funny story because I want you guys not to think that everything always works for me and it's always great. Here I am doing this challenge of spending the 20 minutes, the half an hour, once or twice or three times a day. And I can feel this immense energy pulsing through my body each time. And I feel my essence moving out, you know, expanding past the body. So the boundaries of the body itself are no longer there. I mean, it just, it's a powerful experience every time I do it. It gets easier and easier to move in it. I also included to have all of you see the symbol of you moving down into your center so that you, so that we all can really Anchor the idea that all of our purest, most perfect, most potent personal power is within. 
instead of without, because we all have so much trouble with seeing authority and everything, all the answers outside of ourselves. So I gave that new exercise to you all and encouraged you on those two levels to really focus on connecting with your own inner power and spend 20 minutes or half an hour each day. And I put that challenge out. So I did, but here's the funny thing. Okay. So I did it for a couple of weeks. I don't, I don't know track the time. I can't track the time, but I did it for a couple of weeks. And one of the things that I noticed was it was working on my, my face on the bones in my cheeks, the, the sinus cavities and the, um, the front of my face, right, right out where the nose and everything. And I think oh, that's interesting. I wonder, because I, I will send the in energy wherever I have a problem, like my arms, but I also say go wherever I need it. So I'm thinking that's an interesting place to go. And I would notice that for a couple, three days, it was really intense right in there. And I thought, I don't know what that was about. I just trusted, I guess, on some level that I needed it there. And guess what? I got a cold on Friday. Now, <laughs> I haven't had a cold in over five years, I would say, maybe six or seven. And I literally didn't think I was ever going to get a cold again. I, I occasionally have, I'll have an allergy. Occasionally I have um, an energy thing where suddenly the energy disappears and I have to lie down. It's not like I never have any kind of physical problem. I have the arm problems. You know, I had that stomach problem I told you all about. But I literally have had so few colds in the last 10 or 15 years. I thought, you know, I really did well neutralizing the illness pattern. And here I am working these intense healings on my body. And I got the first cold in, I don't know, again, I'm not sure, five, six, seven years. Now, I had to laugh. Now, of course, there was a part of me that was kind of discouraged. I'm thinking, what am I doing all these healing for? Now, that lasted for a nanosecond, but that was triggered off. And, of course, I neutralized that. But I understood now why that energy had moved into my sinus cavities. It was like it was strengthening and repairing. 30-plus years ago, I had terrible allergies and constant um, I got a lot of infections in my sinus cavities from the allergies. I got uh, eye infections and all sorts of things. So I, I think what it did was it healed a lot and repaired a lot of that so that the cold itself wouldn't have a major impact on me. You know, so it sort of, in a way, the healings helped. For some reason, I called in the healing. I called in the, the cold. Um, I didn't get totally why. I, I really, I really don't know why that happened. I, I don't know. I didn't go in and ask because it just wasn't important for me to ask. I guess, but I did call in the cold, and I got through it really fast. Uh, I had a couple of days that really weren't great. I, I got before I woke up with sore throat on Friday. By Sunday, Saturday was the low day. Sunday was better. Monday, I was 90%, and I'm absolutely fine now. So it cleared really quickly, but it certainly got rid of a lot of toxins and residues with all the nose blowing and all of that. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe it was a good thing, and I actually called in some divine flush energy to help, you know, use the cold to flush out 
toxins and residues and pollutants and whatever I'm carrying at the physical level that I need to get rid of. So I use the cold as an opportunity in that way. In any case, I did want to let you know that I'm with you. We, you know, I'm not immune to these things. I'm not uh, going through life having never having a problem. And I hope you don't think that, but I'm telling you this because I thought it was kind of funny. Anyway, I am still doing the intense healings and it continues to be great. And I do hope that you all don't give up, that, that I'm continuing the challenge. I really, really want to encourage you to do it. And after the Paul's next week, we're going to add a whole new energy. I think it's next week. Uh, I read so many of them that I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's next week. Anyway, so he's going to add a new energy to help us with this acclimation. You can bring that in to your healing times as well. Okay. So now we're going to go and do a healing, of course. <laughs> um, the I want to use the same healing process to go within that I started a couple, three weeks ago. And then we're going to work on whatever comes up. I have a few things here that I want to help. I want to work on dissolving the mask of the fourth dimensional world and the acclimation. I want to bring higher heart consciousness into and around the planet, similarly to what Joan did, because it's so powerful and so needed and so necessary. And, um, and we'll see where, whatever else the higher self bring to our attention at this point in time. But I do want to say we are able to do and give and bring a lot of help and hope through this energy work. We, as a group, we have a lot of energy at our fingertips that we can share with all souls. And we can't force the souls to take the energy in, but the souls that are ready to take whatever part of the energy they're ready to take in, they at least have it there, have access to it. And that's so important. And it's on that level we can help. We will never see the result of what we're doing in that way. We won't. We won't see it, at least not while we're still unawakened. Or only semi-awakened. But in time, we will know all the good that we have done and all the good that other groups have done. So with that, let's get started. I do want to get a drink of water. Um, Again, this is Janet Richmond with a Higher Self Voice, and we're about to do a healing session. Um, We just heard the words of Paul, or Sadakis. Sadakis is the fifth dimensional term or name of Paul, uh, the apostle that was here uh, helping with the infusion of the higher heart consciousness that was done by uh, the fifth dimensional call, Jesus. Anyway, okay, guys. You know, there's so much meat in all of these shows. I really encourage you guys to go back and hear them again. I'm having trouble holding on to every single thing. And I've heard it, read it, seen it, experienced it, practiced practiced it. And I'm having such a hard time keeping it all in my pea brain 
because that, that's how I feel my fourth dimensional brain is sometimes. It's just it's expanding all the time, and I, I feel my ability to, to pull in and see and understand at higher levels expanding every time, and the show really helps with that, by the way. And I've told you that many times. It was on the show. I think I got the Forever Now moment. And if I didn't, I got it while I was working on a client. I certainly developed it on the show. And so, I don't know. And that wasn't the only thing. The womb of the originating source. I could go on, guys. But this show is really important for me and I think for all of you. So, you know, thanks for the community. Thanks for the connection. Okay. I want everyone to take a deep breath, a few deep breaths. Quiet your mind in some way. If you're listening at work or you're listening while you're driving, you can't fully move into it, but you can still benefit from the healing. You can still activate your own energies in, in the mind level. You know, you say it to yourself. You don't have to say these things out loud. Never. You never have to say them out loud. You can do it to yourself. And so no matter what, anybody and everybody that's part of this session, live or listening to it after the fact, is helping. Okay. All right. I want us to begin by focusing on either a down escalator or a funnel or a tunnel or a water slide or something that connotes the idea that we're going to be moving within ourselves. It's inside us. And we're going to be moving our conscious fourth dimensional mind down deeper and deeper into the heart of who we truly are, beginning with the true soul essence. That's that fifth dimensional essence that all souls carrying the dual soul nature have. It is the most evolved part of ourselves and is as much a part of who we are as the fourth dimensional facade soul. And I want us to all focus and feel that, quote-unquote, descent, not into density, but into higher and higher frequencies within. We're moving the mind's eye within and connecting to that true soul essence, that part of who we are. You can say, I am my true soul essence. I am one with my true soul essence. You can envision it as a symbol I have a symbol of beautiful, beautiful, sort of a dark, deep blue water with flecks of silver and gold within it. Imagine what it would feel like, or you can simply just say the words. And I want each of you to connect, become that energy, expand it in through and around the totality of your physical body. Expand it into and around the totality of your etheric body, into and around the totality of your facade, soul, mind, body. Feel it. Sense it. Experience the expansion. Experience the intense, beautiful, beautiful energy that each and every one of you are, each and every one of you carry. And once we're fully anchored in that energy, I'm going to ask that we continue to, quote-unquote, descend 
to continue to move into even higher frequencies. And those are the frequencies of our pure soul essence. Those are the frequencies that every single soul carries, the symbolic light of the divine energy that we all are. That is who we truly are. And I want each of you to see, sense, imagine, feel, or say the words, I am my pure soul essence. Intense energy moves into and around you. Expand that light to fully encompass the totality of who you are, the totality of your soul process, the totality of your mind, body, and soul, known and unknown. There are parts of our souls that we don't have understanding of yet at the conscious level. That doesn't matter. We just give that permission, experience the movement of that, those divine energies, those intense, beautiful, powerful energies, balance, harmony, information, connection, tying us to the originating source of all there is at all moments in time. I'm going to ask now that we move this whole intense connection that we are with our true soul essence and our pure soul essence into the heart of the originating source, anchoring within, anchoring within the source of our beingness, tapping in to the totality of the evolutionary movement, the evolutionary expression at every level, every dimension, tapping into all knowledge, all harmony, all balance, all the totality of evolvement. And in this point in time, I'm going to ask that we all become conscious of being in this moment, being in this now moment. And the higher self have set this now moment up. It is an energy field, as I've explained. And this now moment is what we experience moment to moment to moment. This now moment is the reality that we are, we have at this physical body level, at this facade soul level. We are within this now moment. It's a very powerful moment for being conscious of the now moment puts us in a place of being able to direct all we need to direct. And with the consciousness of the now moment, with the consciousness of our amalgamation, with the totality of the of our soul at every level and with the pure soul essence and the originating source, I'm going to ask that we expand this now moment to engulf and encompass the totality of the past nows and the future nows. And I'm going to ask each and every one of you as we create this forever now moment to focus on being in the now moment, but moving a part of your consciousness to the past now and a part of your consciousness to the future now. Practicing, so to speak, trying to get a handle on being one with the 
conglomerate now. So we're in the now moment. And I want you to place yourself in the past now, a part of your brain, a part of your consciousness, I should say, your awareness into the past now. Then flash back to the present now. Then move back to the past now. Back and forth, back and forth until you're going so fast. It's as if you're standing in both at the same time. I hope you're understanding this exercise. It is very powerful, and I'm actually able to feel it myself. Now, the higher self gave us something similar, not this, but something similar way back when. So I have had practice in some way with this, but I am sensing that I I can sense both the past now and the present now. Now we're going to make it even more complicated because we're going to add a part of our consciousness moving into the future now. And so I'm going to ask each and every one of you to move a part of your consciousness into the future now. Okay? Now I want you to bring it back to the current now. Then move it into the future now. Then bring it back to the current now. And speed it up. And it's back and forth and back and forth back and forth, faster and faster and faster and faster, and pretty much it's as if you're in the two places at once. Now refocus while you're in the now and see if you can tap back into the connection with the past now. It may be too much to ask because it's just the first time that I've given you this exercise. I know it's a lot for me. I do have a sense of being able to be in those three places at once at the conscious mind level, but it's just a sense. I can't say that I'm fully there, but let's practice it, guys. Let's practice it. So when you do your amalgamation and you activate the forever now moment, give it a try. Spend a minute or two, three, whatever you feel. If you find it interesting, give it a try. See how it goes. I just want to sit here for just a a few more moments, sitting within the forever now moment, and it's expanding. That's that's what's so interesting. It's now expanding through the human kingdom universe, and I can feel part of my consciousness like expanding. I sort of see, see it going out to the sides, but that's just symbolic. I feel like it's sort of stretching my mind out. So that I can really experience the totality of the past now to the future now of my soul's journey. And we're not even talking about all of the past nows and the future nows. We're just talking about our own soul's journey at this point. But it's a step. It's part. It's a practice. It's a, a tool, a technique to help us move into being able to live in the now while being aware and processing the future now, which is where we are with the evolutionary momentum. We're 10,000 years ahead of where we are now, but we aren't able to process that in our dense facade soul mind. So this is a way to give us practice to be in the now and also to be in the future now simultaneously and the past now. So anyway, guys, this is very exciting. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, 
want to I should mention that there are just many souls coming in to partake of the energies that we supply. Joan talks about a lot about the healing circle, the beginning of every of her coming in one accord, her amalgamations. She talks about the healing circle, and that was a way we could place uh, anybody that we knew needed help, including ourselves, in any way, we could place it in that energy. And we all did it for years, and I, I still do it, um, not quite as much as I used to. And one day I will talk about the healing circle in great detail. But we have set up, and I haven't spent a lot of time on it, but we set up a energetic network around the planet that, for me, replaced the healing circle. It does the same job, but it just had a different symbology. And my group is not in one room like Joan's was. She would set it up. She set it up in the, her her place. So we all had a focus of attention of where the quote-unquote healing circle was. But in fact, it's anywhere. And the network around the planet, for me, was more of a symbol symbolizing you could tap into healing energies and get the help of the higher self anytime you wish to. And I talked about it in one of my sessions a few months ago, and I don't bring it up a lot, but I do use it myself personally a lot. It's just there's so much, you know, we just can't bring up everything. But in any case, um, the when we, when we started with this Forever Now moment and expanding throughout the human kingdom universe with this in the time-space continuum, so to speak, the souls that are ready would come in. And I remember I talked about, and I still do, legions of souls. And this is another opportunity for souls to take part or take a piece, whatever they're ready for. So it's yet another tool beyond, a, you know, in addition to any kind of healing circle energy. Um, okay, so... The at this point, I want each of you to we're going to redo a little bit of what Joan did in the very beginning, where we all focus on the higher heart consciousness energy. We're all fully amalgamated. We're we're carrying some intense energy. I can just feel it zinging or humming through my body, and I'm going to ask that each of us activate the higher heart consciousness portion within our own heart center. And so I see symbolically so many of you going, you know, as I look at the past, present, and future listeners that are in place, and I don't talk about it much anymore, but they're always there around the symbolic rim of a wheel. They're always there, and we all, I want all of us to activate this higher heart consciousness energy. This is as the Sadakis and I've said many times, it's the highest level of divine love we can reach in the human kingdom. And it's so important for each and every one of us. And it carries that respect for all life and the harmony and the unity, love for the self, love for others, forgiveness for the self, forgiveness for others, acceptance of the self, acceptance for others. It's just an incredibly powerful energy. And I want each of you to symbolically uh, imagine or feel a buildup of a huge amount of this higher heart consciousness energy. And now I want each and every one of us to
to release it all around the planet, providing it for each and every soul. No soul is too small, too, too hidden, too unimportant to, for this energy to find. We want to infuse it into the force fields of energy around the planet. We want to continue to send it out. And I see this beautiful flow, this outpouring, just as Joan described, moving out from our heart centers, moving out this beautiful divine love energy into the astral plane adding to what was already anchored there, empowering it, adding to the momentum of the shifts on this planet to this place of harmony and unity and love for one another. We are sending it out to the whole human kingdom universe, consciously opening, releasing, pouring out this higher heart consciousness energy that we carry at the pure soul essence level and that we have tapped into by being centered within the originating source, we've tapped into an infinite resource of this energy. We can never run out of it. We are sharing it with the totality of the universe, known and unknown. Wow, this is really great, guys. I want you all to bathe yourselves in this energy. I want you all to feel the love and support. And I want all of us now to move into the pure soul essence of the planet Earth. This is a very powerful energy. Each and every one of us is on this planet, at least in part, because the, the energy of the divine material balance that the planet carries is something we all need on some level, that we all can utilize on some level. And it is a very supportive, nurturing kind of energy. Every time I move in, I feel embraced by the energy in a different way than I feel amalgamated and with other energies. It is very loving. It's like it, it just, it's just embracing kind of energy, and it's energy to help us manifest from the abstract to the concrete in completely balanced manner without distortion or discoloration. I mean, how beautiful is that? So no matter what you want to manifest, we are manifesting it always in the highest ideal at that state of purity and balance and harmony. And it helps bring us closer and closer and closer, moving us up into frequency. And right now, we want to manifest the awakening. We want to manifest the acclimation to this evolutionary thrust. We want to manifest it in the now, in our fourth dimensional soul-mind-body. Okay, I'm now going to move to, I want each of you to individually just bathing in the pure soul essence, true soul essence, originating source, and the divine material balance energies. I want you to simply spend a few moments bathing in those energies, 
and then begin to, to direct them, begin to move them in through and around your physical body, wherever you need healing, repair, renewal, rejuvenation, regeneration, wherever you need new perspective, you need to neutralize, wherever you need to understand, bring clarity, and, and into any areas of emotional upheaval, loss or grief or fear or hatred or discrimination or jealousy or feeling life is unfair or unjust. It doesn't matter where you move the energy, but I'm asking each of you to begin to move this energy in through and around the totality of the body, mind, and soul working simultaneously on the body and on the energetics that we carry at that fourth dimensional level. And it is these energetics that create the mask that keep us seeing things and interpreting things through this fourth dimensional level, trying to define things, trying to give terms to things that are undefinable because they're, they're from energies that are so much more expanded, we can't find the words for them. It's very, very difficult. As the Sadaka said, we have one foot in the fourth dimensional world and one foot in the fifth dimensional world, and we can't acclimate to the two of them. We can't connect them. We don't have the verbal, the verbiage, the, the words, the definitions, the understanding. And just think how much more we understand now than we did 100 years ago. And I talked to you all about that a lot, let alone 500 or 2,000 years ago. So we still have a long way to go, and we're all going to get there. But we want to help. We want to cooperate by neutralizing this mask. And, okay, so one of the issues that we're going to be working on right now is neutralizing our need to define some other things. But we don't want the knee-jerk reaction that unless we can define something, it, it doesn't penetrate, we're not interested, uh, whatever. The need to define, we want to neutralize the need to define what's undefinable. We want to neutralize all the um, anchors and locks that we have, known and unknown. But at the inner levels, remember, you know. You know at that fifth dimensional level what you've locked into, what you've anchored into, that is holding you and all of us stuck, that keeps us with those chains at our feet dragging along heavy weight keeps us walking in slow motion. We want to neutralize those anchors, the, the balls and chains, the what we locked into that holds us stuck in the fourth dimensional limitations. And again, this doesn't mean that the fourth dimensional viewpoints 
are poor or lacking or bad or wrong. Not at all. But we carry higher essences. We are pioneers. We want to understand and expand our understanding so that we can help others in their journey. That's all. It's not bad or wrong. But let's allow ourselves to explore the outer reaches. It's very similar to going into space. Rockets have to get off the planet, get free of the gravity of the planet in order to go out into space and explore the outer reaches. It's the same for us. Our energetic fourth dimensional baggage is like gravity and it holds us stuck. It makes it much more difficult for us to reach into those outer reaches of understanding and expanded thought, expanded concepts, expanded energies, expanded balance and healing and harmony. So we want to neutralize our symbolic gravity, what holds us stuck, what anchors us, The symbol that I'm being presented is just so many, millions and millions and millions of people with the balls and chains on their feet sort of trying to move forward and trying to, you know, run, but they're really trudging in place practically. And I'm seeing the light move in and symbolically, and I want you all, you can use this image or anyone you get for yourself because there isn't any one uh, image. I'm just sharing it with you in case you haven't come up with one and you need it's helpful. I want you to focus the light on the balls and chains, not only your own, but we have so much light working here. We can work on not only our own, but those who are around the planet that don't even understand what we understand. They don't know that they're symbolically running in place or standing in place. Uh, when they're really trying to catch up with the momentum. So we're doing it for ourselves and we're doing it for everyone else. We want to just neutralize those balls and chains. We don't need them anymore. Those anchor points, whatever is part of that, whatever misunderstandings we have, whatever false beliefs we have, whatever limited truths we have, whatever self-identities we have, whatever emotional um, processes or responses or blueprints that we have that we keep replaying over and over and over again that just hold us right here in place and don't allow us to move to get beyond that into the more expanded viewpoint, the helicopter viewpoint, allow us to move into more and more of the fifth dimensional nature that we carry. That's the hope. That's the purpose of what we're doing here. And it's interesting, but symbolically, I feel my feet are intensely tingling. It's as if working down there on the balls and chains, whatever they, they are for myself, is uh, doing, it, the energy is so intense on all of those anchors, all of those locks, all of those, you know, this you know, I'm getting stubbornness, but sometimes we all get so stubborn of our viewpoint and we don't want to get it, give it up. And 
right away, of course, comes up for me. Part of that is blaming others for what's going on or, you know, finding an outside person that's responsible or, or community or uh, authority in some level or government or whatever responsible for ourselves. And these kind of viewpoints and these kind of things that I've talked about so much on the shows, these kind of things where we get stubborn and we hold on to these, you know, we dig in our heels. (laughs) And that's a part of this makes it difficult for us to run and catch up. We want to neutralize all of the causes, known and unknown, because we're not going to know. There's no way that with the millions of people that we're working on right now that I'm going to know each and every cause, each and every anchor, each and every misunderstanding or emotional upheaval. I don't know. And the higher selves are very clear. We don't need to know. And we can work at this conglomerate level. We can work to neutralize a lot all at once without having to individualize each event or each life or each situation or condition. We do not need to do that. So this is part of the fifth dimensional thing. We need to define in the fourth dimensional world. We need to say, okay, well, what life did that come from? What what happened to me that I'm feeling this and creating that over here? That's fascinating. It's interesting. And it helps us open a lot of doors. I've used this technique. I will continue to use it in my work. But we don't need to do that. The fifth dimensional way is much more encompassing. It encompasses the totality of the past now, not just one incident. So that's where we're going. And I want you all to see that when we're working on the, the anchors, the balls and change from chains of this life, I want you to see if you can stretch that awareness of yours and see and understand that the ball and chain is really connected to many balls and chains from many, many, from all your lives. And see if you can send the energy in to heal the past nows as well. And of course, the future nows. Because it's not really, it's the, okay, it's the ripple effects that move into the future that we're healing. We're healing the ripple effects so that we don't continue to repeat the pattern. We want to heal the pattern totally in the now and all of the past now so that the future now doesn't have the ripple effect that keeps recreating the patterns, the stuckness, the balls and chains, whatever it is that we happen to be working on in the future now. So let's see if we can expand our light into the future now so that if any ripple effects have already come through, which they would have been, we want to neutralize all of those ripple effects in the future now. And I want everyone to see if they can expand their consciousness, their awareness, that we're working in all of these conglomerate moments at once. It's some very powerful energy all around the planet. We have actually... There are many, many, we have a lot of help here. There's just the higher self, uh, the fifth dimensional, and sixth dimensionals are here, are facilitating, are spreading the energy. 
the higher heart consciousness that we we outpoured from the heart that's been um, spread everywhere. This is just a very powerful healing experience, not only for each individual, but for the planet as a conglomerate whole, and even for uh, the universe is benefiting from these energies. We have a powerful effect, whether you understand or know that or, or not. Okay, so I'm feeling, okay, now this is a great image, guys, a great image. I'm still feeling intense effects on my feet intense intense but guess what the image or the symbol of the ball and chain that i saw changed to an image of wings on my feet like the wings of mercury i i don't remember exactly how the wings looked but i know the god mercury was the messenger and he had wings on the feet so that's at least that's my understanding or my memory so there's wings on our feet guys wings to help us in the catch-up mode it's a very powerful and it is it's so intense my feet are burning up and i'm feet it's symbolic of everyone's feet we all have been doing such good work that the it's enabled us to feel that instead of the balls and chains, we have wings. It doesn't mean that tomorrow we will have all caught up, but somehow that slogging through standing in place feeling is going to be, uh, be there less and less. The fatigue of having to symbolically walk with this balls and chains on our feet is pulling, pulling all that fatigue should be much less and that's why we're at it let's neutralize the fatigue let's neutralize all the apathy um it's interesting because several of my clients over the last i don't know few months have talked about apathy and um i don't think it's just those few people i'm understanding now that it is part of this process that we're all in. Now, we'll all manifest the effect, the response to the process in a different way, apathy being one of them. So if you, any one of you don't feel apathy, don't feel like, oh, the process isn't working, it means that doesn't, that's not been triggered for you, at least not yet. You may feel it down the line, who knows? But that is one of the issues that's going to come up so we're going to neutralize fatigue apathy and feeling separate feeling separate this is one that comes up for me a, a feeling of being separate because somehow we're not connected at the deep level with that fifth dimensional part of ourselves and it plays out in the facade soul mind and somehow we're separate we're not it's just that we're not connected yet, feeling the misunderstandings that come from it, any emotional issues that come from it, um, dissolving that separation, that chasm, the feeling that there's a big distance that we have to cover in order to connect, uh, or maybe we feel it's impossible, or maybe we get discouraged. All of those kind of feelings, we need to go in and throw this light out 
uh, throw the light out into it, embrace it with with the light, and have the light completely dissolve, neutralize, and absorb all of those feelings. And we manifest it in our outer reality. We can be in a room with friends or family and still not feel like anybody understands us. We can be in a big group or in a, in a company that we work for and feel like somehow we're the odd man out. This is all part of our fourth dimensional readout of the disconnection because we haven't been able to fully connect and fully live out of that fifth dimensional place as yet. We know it's there. So we know when it's abs- that the connection is absent. So we play it out into our fourth dimensional reality and feel cut off or disconnected or alone. And that is so common for everyone. So let's work on that pattern too. Let's just neutralize all those misunderstandings. We're trying to understand. The intention is trying to understand. And so we describe things in those fourth dimensional terms that we don't, that's not necessarily really at the heart of what it is we're feeling. Trying to understand it is a good thing, but please do understand that we can't always define it. Understand that no matter how you do define it, it's probably only a piece of it. So you might be right. Um, You know, you might have a reason why you feel like an odd man out somewhere. You're the newbie in a company, or you're the oldest one in the company, or you're the one who's the nephew of the boss, and you feel like an odd man out. But that's probably not the only reason. So let's neutralize the definition and the explanations that we've come up with. Not because they're wrong or bad but it's just that they're limiting and understand that there are other things operational. Let's bring this understanding into our expanded awareness. Bring to consciousness that there's more going on underneath. Paul, a Sadakis, uh, Paul, who's Sadakis, Marias, who is Jesus, they're both of them are really working with us to bring us these expanded concepts and this understanding because they know it's going to help us in our journey. We want to keep neutralizing the definitions, the misunderstandings, the misconceptions, the emotional blueprints, the thought forms, the energetic baggage that acts as the gravity that holds us back, that holds us stuck, that prevents us from expanding at the speed that we want to expand. I I don't talk to anyone that wants it yesterday. We all are anxious. So let's neutralize all that anxiety, all the feeling like we have to hurry, all the sense that we're too late. We want to neutralize all of that. We aren't too late. We'll speed it up with doing exercises like this by focusing every day on our energetic baggage or that gravity that holds the rocket to the planet and makes it so difficult to get into that outer space. Okay. 
just focus in. I want to go around the symbolic circle and just see if there's anything else. The higher selves would, uh, are suggesting um, that each and every one of you, you have one of those old-fashioned masks in your hand. I think we've done this before, unless I did it with a client. But you have an old-fashioned mask in your hand on, the, on a pole, you know, where you can hold it up to your face. It doesn't have a strap that goes behind. And they want you to see it or understand it as the actual mask that you wear the tunnel vision from the fourth dimensional mind level. And so they want you to see that mask and they want you to be conscious of what's behind it, the you that you are, the you that you are. You wear a mask that can be taken away. You can remove it at any point in time. It is easy to remove and behind it is the true you. It is not what you're projecting is you, what you believe is you, what you assume is you. So this mask is what we want to remove. And the higher selves want you to first send the light into what's behind the mask. Use your own light to dissolve those elements of the self-identities, the function of who you are, the parts of you that believe you're limited in some way, or the parts of you that believe you're a certain type of person, or that you have a certain type of problem or disability or, um, or ability. Whatever those beliefs are that are part of what you project, part of what you live in your fourth dimensional reality, that is part of the mask that you are holding up. And you have the choice. Each one of us has the choice to put that mask down, to move it away, to take it off. And so now, feeling completely energized and completely one with our true soul essence and our pure soul essence, I want you to stand. You're still holding the mask up, in your, in your, up, but you've done a lot of neutralizing. And this is to help us get the internal strength, the internal knowing, the internal connection to who we truly are so that taking the mask off becomes easy. Putting it aside or putting it on the table, making it too available for us to just pick it up again at one point, we literally are going to send the light from ourselves out. Now, I'm seeing already that some of you uh, are projecting out like a, a purifying fire of sorts, a, like a fire that comes out and envelops the mask. We want to dissolve it in the light that is going to neutralize the totality of all the elements of the mask in its complexity complexity, because these masks are complex, very, very complex. They aren't just one simple black mask around. They're, you know, have ornaments and ornate and wings and, I mean, you know, stuff everywhere. So I want everyone to see in some way some image of those masks 
is the fire that we are creating, the clearing, the neutralizing of the old us. And we're going to step forward now. The mask is gone. The phoenix, we're stepping forward, the phoenix from the ashes. New, refreshed, connected, strong, open, loving, balanced, forgiving, clear, free of the balls and chains that we are accepting of who we truly are. So much of the mask that we wear is what we think other people want us to be or who we think we should be. And it comes from the accumulation of so many lives. We don't even realize half the time we wear a mask. So I'd like to call in activate, really intensify the higher heart consciousness energy, divine forgiveness, and divine self-acceptance. With our true soul essence and our pure soul essence. I want to anchor that connection, allowing us to move into it and become one with it more easily until we assimilate it into our everyday now moment in this reality. Okay. The higher selves are indicating this healing session is over. Very powerful, very great. Uh, I saw so much energy going around. I mean, it was so intense. Thank you all so much for being a part of it. Oh, my gosh. Um, I just don't know. I don't know what I would do without your group somewhat because, you know, when I challenge you, for example, I go in and do it myself, right? Bringing some information. I want to make sure I practice it so I can tell you how, what I've experienced to give you some ideas, what you might find uh, good, bad, or indifferent. So the, this group is just so inspirational and so important and significant in my life. And I truly hope that you all get tremendous benefit from it as well. It's my, it's my hope, my prayer, really. Um, okay. So until next week, next week we will continue with Paul and we will continue the series in his own words. Of course, one time it'll be Mary, so it'll be in her own words. I think you'll find hers interesting. Um, and I wish you all a great week. The start of the new year, you know, I we're two weeks into it, and I'm like, gosh, there's so much. There's so much open to us, so much we can do, so much, so many opportunities, so many possibilities. And together, I think we can navigate this world really well. I do. I think we can navigate it really well. And I really love you all. I just think I'm so lucky that I discovered this radio thing. <laughs> and um, now I'm trying to get to my end episode. Here we go.
push a button on the computer. Um, anyway, I love you all. Thank you. Have a wonderful week, and I wait, can't wait to be back with you next week. Until then. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.